Hey everyone, this is Siobhan with the Creative Outsiders podcast, and you know we're back for season three, and you know we connect the dots for women storytellers. Basically, we want to show you it's possible to live your filmmaking dreams. For creatives, by creatives, location locked. Wish you could find production staff that's professional and easy to work with. Do you lose a lot of time trying to find the perfect location? Then you'll love Location Lock, a peer-to-peer marketplace that offers filmmakers and content creators like yourself the opportunity to book locations and services needed for your next big project or event. Location Lock can also help spread the word about your next open photography session or casting call. It's a win-win. Visit LocationLock.com today and get started. And I have the privilege of sitting down with Natina Marie Adams. We were whole kicking in before we got on. I said, let me hurry up, get us together so y'all can tune in. Welcome, Natina. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so we can finish our conversation and everybody can join in because we were whole having a good conversation prior. <laughs> we were. <laughs> so it's so funny. My first question, which I did not know we were going to talk about kind of sort of before we hopped on. But I wanted to ask you, what is collaboration to you? And how do you see that there is power in collaboration? What does that mean to you? That's an excellent question. Um, moving into 2019, I made sure my team understood the importance of partnerships for us. And that means collaboration. Um, I say partnerships because one, it, it's, it's so, um, so many dynamics with that, but collaboration for myself and for my team at Blossom means we're coming together to create, we're coming together to curate an event, Everything is really, um, the focus is telling stories, right? Whether we're telling the stories through, you know, a curated event where we are screening content or, or like elevating a culture such as like the sneakerhead culture for women of color. And it's really, to me, I believe in this, where we are right now, if you don't understand collaboration and what it means to partner with other people, uh, you're, you will be stagnant in your growth because um, even when it comes down to building your team and what does that mean of a team of creatives or, um, okay, even if it means a, a partnership that where you are bartering services. <laughs> and that I understand um, very clearly because there's benefits to that as well. So you may say, okay, there's this other brand out here doing something similar or maybe in a different lane. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have something going on. That's, that's great. And then it's like, okay, what are we good at? We're good at branding, digital content. We're uh, good at social media marketing. Um, and we, we produce content from pre-production to post. So here's our, those, you know, how do we connect the dots and maybe they have something good going on that just can bring visibility to us. So we go work, barter our services for that visibility. So I, I just think uh, right now where we are in 
TV, film, digital media, mm-hmm. you need to really understand what that means on collaboration and creating for minorities. We should be very focused on creating an ecosystem for ourselves. So do you think that it's hard for filmmakers, creatives to initially be open to collaboration? Because, you know, when you create something, you look at it like everybody knows, they be listening. I call all my projects my babies. So, you know, when (laughs) when it's yours, you're like, okay, this is my baby. And then do you think that fear stops people from collaboration or what do you think it is? I think you definitely have, like hit it on the nose. Like fear keeps us from doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, fear definitely keeps us from sharing our, our ideas or feeling like if I do collaborate with you, you might steal my idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so, but we can't let fear hold us back. At the same time, we should protect ourselves. Um, and Honestly, as creatives, we learn the hard way. All yes. of us have, <laughs> all of us have um, trusted people and um, ended up, you know, looking at it hindsight. You're like, wow, I should have, you know, hired a lawyer early on or whatever it is. Right. Um, but that, I do think that's one of the things that's holding us back. But I think that another um, reason we're not jumping on collaboration is that we don't understand the value, uh. right? And so mm-hmm. we we're one okay, we're fearful, but two, we're walking around high and mighty about <laughs> our babies. <laughs> you telling us our babies. <laughs> Right, it's, it's, this is the best next, this is the next best thing, right, since uh-huh. like bread, whatever it is that we're walking around and we don't understand how to humble ourselves uh-huh. and we don't see the value in collaborating with someone else. It's like, I'm going to do this. And it's just so many people going on these solo roles and I just don't understand why we can't come together and partner. Uh, but again, that's where I'm at right now. So for us as a team, we're just completely open to partnerships. We are, you know, having so many more conversations about that. Being here in based out of Atlanta, mm-hmm. there's in the in okay, the film industry is booming, but for locals, we're not getting the work. So, and part of that I think is because in LA, New York. It's naturally over time has built this like you build a team, you hire the same team, right? So you have right, and it's just part of the the culture in those areas, and it's and we're like solo dolo. <laughs> mm. So I just feel like we have to change the culture in Atlanta if we want to be part of those bigger. Um, deal you know the bigger deals that's on the table when it comes to tv and film and that's so interesting that you said that because i who did i have on i can't recall off the top of my head but they we were talking about that as far as atlanta who was it um man i can't think of who but she was basically saying the same thing that like people think because you know 
Atlanta is Hollywood number two. Like that's what everybody's right. seeing. Right. But she was telling me, she was like, Sharon, I'm not you. It doesn't translate the way you think it does. She was like, they're not hiring us. And I think that's very interesting what you said just about us working together, even specifically in Atlanta. But it's funny because it's the same way here in Virginia. Like I know people think in Virginia don't create, but there are creatives everywhere. Okay. Um, right. Absolutely. But I think it's, and I'm going to ask your opinion. Like, do you think that it's a brown girl problem that we are not working together? Or because like I I'm, I just try to figure out like what are what is missing that we don't see the benefit in it and maybe we don't know the benefit maybe that's it. Well, I mean I'm not gonna get historical on you, but <laughs> uh, we have been conditioned mm. to be competitive with each other. True. Um, and to fight for what you know um others have right Mm -hmm. and so it's like we're and i honestly there's so many people that are trying to step on someone else to get where they gotta go Mm -hmm. and it's just not necessary um and so i don't think it's our problem i don't think we're you know i just think that you do run into the conditioning that has happened in our community right. where we feel that we need to be competitive with one another, one another. And, uh, but it happens, it happens, excuse me. It happens in other cultures, but it also for women of color, we're, we're facing this in all aspects. I yeah. mean, I started off working in at the weather channel um, on the digital network side of things. And I dealt with that with white women. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just being completely transparent, there's this, this um, stigma ag- against how we present ourselves, mm-hmm. very confident. Right. Um, I mean, for one, we've worked extremely hard um, to get where we are, wherever we are in our careers. Um, because of the challenges um, that are placed in front of us. So with that, once we conquer something, there's a sense of, you know, confidence that other women um, fear. And so I think we're we're dealing with this on all aspects of it, but I I just feel like it's a conditioning that we have to break um, within our communities and that it's okay to trust each other. And it's also okay, like, uh, it's also important for you to protect yourself. It's not that you just, you're out here as an artist and you're, you know, collaborating with anybody. Uh, it's that you be open to the collaboration, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, but protect yourself because all those, if I'm, if I'm bartering something with you, it's going in writing. Absolutely. There's no money exchange, but that's going in writing. I want you to be accountable but what we're agreeing on and I want to operate as a business at all times. And that even goes, if you ask my friends, <laughs> that goes to friends and family. No, it's fair. So, you right. know, my best friend was like, okay, I want to hire you to help me brand. She's, she's um, releasing her second book, but it's like, okay, I know you're going to send me a contract. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And so, 
I'm saying be open to it, but also protect yourself at the same time. I agree. And I think that's the thing, too, that as creatives, because it's not like, and I'm not sh- shading nine to fivers because I have a nine to five also. But oh, absolutely. I think, too, it's this um, you let your guard down as a creative, as a filmmaker, storyteller, because it's not that many people necessarily around you that do the same thing. So you feel at ease, like, oh, we're on the same journey together and you're not business smart. And I'm really glad that you said that. Like, listen, friends, family, I love y'all, but this is still a business. So we need to operate that way. Right. So to rewind a little bit, tell everyone what Blossom is all about. And then I'll get into some questions about that. Okay. So Blossom is a lifestyle and media network. We produce and curate branded content and events focused on highlighting the culture of minority women. So we do that in a few different ways. We have our own OTT platform. A lot of people don't know what that is. Yes, tell us. <laughs> so, so it's it stands for over the top, but to simply put, it's it's similar to a Hulu, it's similar to a Netflix, um, and our and you know competitors would be like Black and Sexy TV, um, Quelly TV. So it's also subscription video on demand. So we have our own platform that we've um, built and we distribute our content, original content that we create. And then we also license content and we have award-winning short films, web series, and um, docu-series that are distributed on our platform. So that's only one way that we are operating as um, a media company. Mm-hmm. Secondly, we partner with other brands and content creators. So we may create a show that you have an idea and we help you from ideation to post-production create that show. Whether that is for you to go and pitch for a bigger network or if that is, okay, we're going to do something that's co-produced by Blossom and we're, we're distributing it on our own platform. So that's the second way that we're operating in this space as a lifestyle media network. And the third way, which is really important that people don't uh, understand about storytelling, is the curated events that we do. Mm-hmm. So, for example, our last event of the year, 2018, was an event focused on highlighting women of color in the sneaker culture. And really, most of our storytelling is very focused on filling the voids where Hollywood is not doing a great job, where brands are not. I mean, you see the commercials where they're epic sales mm-hmm. and it's like, no, that that actually doesn't resonate with us. That's, you didn't have um, a person of color in the room when you created that. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and so we we pride ourselves in doing that. So we created this this series called Then a Sneakerhead, where we w- interviewed women sneakerheads to really understand the culture. I learned the same way you, t- you said you learn from um, your own podcast. Mm-hmm. I learned so much from shooting content. It's just, it's just, 
it's amazing how much um, you learn because I knew that there were sneakerheads. I mean, I'm a, I'm a high school athlete. I didn't go to college and play, but I, um, I love sneakers. I consider myself a sneakerhead when I was in high school. I spent all my money on sneakers, <laughs> but I didn't understand the culture here in Atlanta and what that meant. And to find out that women have stores rooms full of sneakers, I'm like, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, they're, they're so, <laughs> right. And in that storytelling, we learn that there's, you know, they don't get enough recognition for all this money they're spending right with these mm-hmm. brands and so it was like okay let's shoot this not only that let's curate an event around it and bring other women sneakerheads together so we can have fun listen to music screen the content like it's and so our events are very focused on storytelling as well and and making sure that we are very focused on like elevating whether it's a um, certain part of our culture um, or a certain part of another culture. And that's funny. I did not know about the third part of the um, event until I did see about the sneakerhead. And I was like, oh, that seems really interesting. But that's a good that y'all do that because I think this is the issue that a lot of storytellers are seeing. Like they create content or they create um, a film a a web series and it's done and then it's like that's it like they don't know how to market it they don't know how to tell people about it so I think that's right awesome that y'all do that thank you and where do you so let's say that somebody does come to you and they do um decide that they're going to have a web series with you or like you're going to co-produce it and they do all of that and then they get to the part of marketing. Do you all walk, walk them through that process? How does that work? That's a great question. Uh, what I like to call Blossom's team in, because not only do we go from pre to post, we, if you partner with us, you're getting a digital street team. That's what I call it. <laughs> and so we're not only coming up with a content strategy for you, but we create the assets that will be used. So the the dope promos you see or trailers, gifts, images, like the entire uh, plan uh, for content strategy down to the creation of the assets are being done in-house with us. Okay. That's good. And I, didn't know that too before because you know I'm the research queen <laughs> I, started, <laughs> I started playing around and I didn't know that you had an in-house production team like I thought that was so dope yes thank you so my goal for 2019 is for us to continue to uh, educate people about the blossom as a whole right Mm -hmm. because people look at us oh we're a media network we Mm -hmm. are you know we are streaming content right online and so it's obvious to say we create our own content because you see it it's obvious to say yes I know that I can actually distribute my content on blossom whether you know that that's a whole there's the steps to that and there's a contract that's involved 
but you know that that's like general knowledge just off understanding what a network is Mm -hmm. but you don't know that we're doing all of this in-house it's Mm -hmm. all women (laughs) it's it's all women we don't discriminate but it it just that's who's on our team and so everything we've created has been all women which is powerful because we know the stats with Hollywood um and how they're there's a movement now to push that forward, but you have Blossom where our team and our production team is all women. So you, so you, what you see is the result of that. That's in where, so these women are coming together and the, if you just could be a fly on the wall sometimes <laughs> with the, because there's everybody's so creative. And so when you have a, the collaboration, the brainstorming going on mm-hmm. with all women and women of color, that black girl magic on, on steroids. <laughs> I believe but it. We, <laughs> but on top of that, like when you talked about it, the, our in-house production team, I mean, it really has been our bread and butter on how we, like we're delivering this platform for us and for our audience. And we're a bootstrap company. Like we're taking the money we're making off of productions and reinvesting it into a business that when we've pitched um, in the past, Mm -hmm. we've been told that why does uh, women of color or even black women need their own network when we have Netflix, when we have BET. And so it's, you know, it's it's definitely something that I want to make sure that people understand that you know, think of us as a production team and a creative agency, um, but also know that we're, like, we're dedicated to making sure that we also continue the platform itself and um, re- and keep investing in that platform because we believe uh, in the people that actually follow us, subscribe to us, are on our newsletter, those people that we talk to and when we do our um, interviews and research, they're telling us that they want this, that they need this. So it's, um, it's important that I, you know, make sure I'm spreading the word about, yes, we have a production team. We need to be, you know, um, we can help you kind of help you tell your stories. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a greater good that's going in because it's, we're providing a pl- platform um, that other women, like I have, we have several shows coming um, over the next two quarters uh, where we um, license shows from other content creators. And some of them are from India, from South Africa, you know, and then we have various places in, in the United States where these women are creating content and saying, okay, we're going to partner with you to uh, make sure that we continue that marketing side of things and that we are, um, you know, growing our audience. And content creators come to us with, like, various goals. There's no, like, one reason to come and partner with Blossom. It is, you know, I always start with, what's your goal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you, we have, we have some content creators that created a pilot and they're trying to just pitch it. And so they say, okay, let's take our pilot, break it up into four to six mini episodes, get some more traction and um, on a, on Blossom and use that to attract, 
you know, right. a bigger media network. And that's what we're here for. That's good. And then for somebody who says, okay, I, I want to be able to do that, you know, be able to put my project on so I can get more attention. What do they need to come to the table with already? Like, how can I be prepared if that's something that I want to do with you all? Well, if you have a finished pro- project, it's not much you actually need because some most people that have the finished product, like you mentioned earlier, they really don't know how to market the project. So mm-hmm. they just have a film. I have a short film. That's it. I mean, I may not even, <laughs> you know, I have a title card because I had, you know, because I have it on, uh, I got it ready for YouTube. That's, if you have that, it's just come to the table with an open mind and, um, and let's talk about what your goals are so mm-hmm. that I can say, okay, I, I always let my team, um, my programming team and my content strategy team watch the content before we talk because I like to get, it's a collective you know, effort. And so I like to get their, you know, feedback on it. And then from there, we really customize what works for you. So that, you know, so, um, and there's a contract involved. I'll say, be prepared to have your own legal representation to review the contract that we're putting out in front of you. Um, But also have an open mind because if you see what the work we do with the content that we create and what we're curating on social media, then we're going to take care of you, right? If you don't have assets, if you don't have photos, you don't have any, you don't have a trailer, whatever it is, we're going to create that. That's what we do in-house. That's, that's part of our partnership. So uh, like I said, if you have a project, it really is just let's talk, um, so, you know, submit the the project to us. There's a um, you can go to watchblossom.com and there's a link there that says submit, and you can submit your project. And then from there, we'll set up a call to talk about where your goals are to see if it's a good fit. You know, it's not always a, a, right. a great fit, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we go from there. So to backtrack before I ask any more production related questions. <laughs> How did you get involved with Blossom? Because it's always interests me to see um, everyone's background and how life just pivots and they end up where they are. So how did you get invested in Blossom? Yes. So (laughs) I have an interesting story. Uh, So I'm a creative writer. I've been writing since I was about eight is from what I remember and uh, writing short stories and went into poetry and then went into rap. (laughs) Okay. Yes. And so, and really a friend of mine, a childhood friend talked me into rap because she's like, well, poetry and rap is the same thing. And we were in this quote, we was in this African-American dance and um, poetry group. And she saw, you know myself and another friend like how well we wrote poetry and she was a rapper so so like people don't know that about me but like I've been a creative writer for as long as I can remember I wrote stories because I was very poor and a big family and um and it just 
allowed me to escape my reality, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and then the poetry helped me to like express my pain. And so that developed into a love of like films. I was like, oh, I love films. And I started to go uh, as a young adult to as many film festivals as I could and, um, you know, watch a bunch of films and critique French films. And so I'm a film buff. I love, you know, I love uh, movies and, um, and I love to write, but I, but I, you know, I have a daughter. I went into corporate. I was, I'm always been an entrepreneur. Like I've always had a business. It's been side business. I hustle. It doesn't matter. Like that's who I am. Um, so I was running a, a business doing very well. And then all of a sudden things went haywire. And so I took a job at the weather channel and at the weather channel, I kind of moved around. And when I ended it in the digital um, aspect of things, I was working on web and mobile products. And I had the opportunity to work with the network to build out a whole program around um, and project around, um, it was Toyota, uh, and we did a show. So I was part of producing a show. And the show went on the network, but it was also cross-platform on my, on the website, on the travel um, channel of weather.com that I managed. And so I really got to understand how you can kind of take this content and really the digital world, I really started getting very focused in that. I'm an info junkie, so I started researching digital. I started going to digital, um, like the digital summit here in Atlanta and different conferences to understand this world of digital. And I was like, oh, this is so forward thinking and content will be digital. But when I left the Weather Channel, I quit my job um, about nine years after being there. My sole goal was to just work on film. The industry in Atlanta was booming. Mm-hmm. Um, I left in 2015. I'm like, I'm working in, on film and I, I'm going to humble myself and start at the bottom. It doesn't matter. So I took the PA Academy class um, with Atlanta Film Festival, learned how to be a PA. <laughs> and that was my goal. Well, life happened and I, I needed to make sure I had income to take care of my child. I can't just be an artist. <laughs> And, you know, and I needed needed to learn how to, I didn't really know how to navigate myself into that industry, you know, into this Mm -hmm. industry at the time. I mean, I have been entrepreneur doing marketing and web development, all that. And then I worked in the digital space, managing web products and, and all that, but I hadn't been in film. And so through fear, I don't throw myself into being a PA. I decide. I've always wanted to tax um, franchises because I love the idea of having a seasonal business and I'm an accountant by trade. I have a degree in business management and accounting. So I said, I, I'm going to go ahead and invest in a tax franchise so I can get some secure the income seasonally so I can be able to focus on creative projects, which has been a blessing. I, I don't regret that decision. But since I was working um, seasonally, on taxes. That was my focus to get that business up. Then I would join. Mm -hmm. So I'm in my first year. I did my first year of taxes. Things went well. I'm working out of a co-working space for women of color. And I'm working late. It's in December, I think 2016. And I meet my partner. (laughs) And well, what, what ended up being the founder of Blossom. So 
Diamond Williamson. So I, um, I'm working there doing taxes and she comes in and she's uh, very excited about an event she's having. And I asked her what it is. And she's like, I am basically having a focus group for a new company that I'm launching and you should stay around if, you know, if you, if you can. And so at first I wasn't going to stay around because it's, I just finished training 12 tax preparers. I'm like <laughs> busy. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to stay around. Um, and I was really impressed because I was like, okay, this is the movement for my daughter. Um, when I heard about the goal for Blossom and I immediately after, after uh, the pitch and the focus group, I approached um, Diamond and Melanie, uh, which was, um, are over the marketing of Blossom when, she, when it first started. I, I approached them to partner. I said, you know, I have to invest in this business. Um, my goal is to be in film and TV, but I see the need for Blossom. And just using my daughter as an example, I'm saying, okay, uh, no shade to reality TV, but it's mm-hmm. nice to have an alternative. Yes. And um, and so that's what Blossom started off to be. Like we want to be an alternative to um, for the millennial community, and to make sure that you know millennials see themselves and how important that is for them to see themselves in a multifaceted way and not a monolith, right? And yes. so, so that's how I got started with Blossom. I I partnered with Diamond and became a co-founder. And from that point on, it was about four months after she um, got started with, you know, building what is now Blossom. And we just worked together over almost two years of building what you see now, because we went through about six developments on the website, Uh you know, the platform itself. We've we've done a lot over the last uh, two years. So now we're in a the third year um and moving forward (laughs) so where do you well one what role do you play in blossom and then where do you see blossom going okay so my role changed very fast uh unfortunately at the end of 2018 when uh, my partner decided that she no longer wanted to work on Blossom. And to be honest with you, that no one can prepare for when you have a partnership. You can't prepare yourself for a split. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, and so towards the end of the year, we um, decided to split ways. And it was, it was we actually owned two businesses. So we um, ended up kind of splitting the two businesses and Diamond went her way, and um, I took over running the company um, Blossom. So I am the CEO. Um, before that, I was the uh, COO, really focused on uh, building the team, managing the team, building our platform, um, uh, making sure like all the operations of the company. So now I'm doing that and more. <laughs> So uh, I'm still over operations, but I'm also just running the company, leading our team. Um, honestly, I've as many businesses as I've had, 
Um, some I just ran as a one woman show and some I hired um, employees. I've never had a team like this ever. And so hands down, um, the reason why Blockly still exists after such a big transition for a startup mm-hmm. is because of the team behind it. Not only were they rooting for and hoping for us to be able to continue the mission that was started, um, but they were still working. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's and, and they, they never stopped working on Blossom, even when they didn't know whether if it would be a Blossom um, after, you know, the transition. So, so my, like I said, my role is, you know, I'm leading the company and um, I have an amazing team. I couldn't do it without them. It's everything you see is a collective effort. We have retreats. We have brainstorms. We like we're just everything is a collaborative effort. There's no um, one person dictating um, how things go for Blossom. And remind me of your second question. <laughs> oh, I remember. Never mind. You asked me <laughs> where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> What's in store for Blossom? So yeah. right now, we're, it's, it's a great time because right now we are uh, gearing up for we had to wait to after the super bowl of course of course <laughs> we typically yeah we typically have our anniversary event in the end of january and it was like okay super bowl is happening and we will have it um, in february so we are we have a digital new front um that we do every year and it's, it's similar to a new front um for a television company um where we uh, basically screen our content that's coming to the platform. We talk about all our plans that we have in 2019 and we're looking for partnerships. So, you know, we, we are, um, you know, the people that are in the room, some of them are, you know, handpicked because we've had these conversations and things are lingering. And we, in the goal with a new front is focused on advertisers, getting advertisers to buy into, you know, <laughs> right? right. Um, we don't, we're not, we're not doing advertisement on Blossom yet. And um, that's not in the plans for 2019, but we have partnerships. Okay. And so mm-hmm. our focus for 2019 is to make sure that we're becoming better partners with our content creators. So if you, you're partnering with us because you're creating content for Blossom or you are just distributing content, whatever that is, being better partners so internally I'm always having a conversation about what can we do to be better partners um and if we're is is that like making sure that the communication is seamless uh making sure that we're bringing our partners in so like if you bring content to us that you are brought into the whole strategy and if you want to do an Instagram takeover if you want to do a Twitter chat whatever that is that we are being um, very open to a collaborative effort. Um, it's your content. It's your baby, as you say, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we want to make and we want sh- to handle you with care. And so that's right. been my focus: partnerships, partnerships. Make sure we are being the best. And then, how do we? Um, at the end of the day, Blossom is here to um, be that support system for other women creators, but also we have internally, we're all creators. So it's just very important for us to understand how those partnerships partnerships, um, will also open doors for um, the team or um, Blossom as a whole. 
And the other um, thing that we're working on is, you know, we'll start, we, we, we launched our first pitch contest. Yes, and so I'm very excited about that. <laughs> and so the pitch, but we, you'll see more than one pitch contest and that's new for us. And that's because we have a lot of um, pending partnerships where we could start to offer even more benefits for our content creators. And so we want to get to know people more. We want to, we want to see like, what ideas do you have? Right. Can mm-hmm. we use our resources to now provide um, resources for you to create an idea? Uh, so um, that's that's new for us. And we're excited about that. And um, we'll be shooting our own original content come Q2. And I think the biggest announcement for us um, is you'll see more events. I can't this one that I can't really tell you because it'll be announced at our, our um, digital new front. So. So come to the digital new front <laughs> if you're in Atlanta. But um, we will, you'll see more events. And the reason why we're doing more events is because we realize how much that is a value add, one, to our partners, and two, to telling the stories and reaching people. And so, and again, remember, our events include screening content. So it just allows us to make sure that um, we're doing our part of like getting the content out there as part of marketing. And um, it's just a demand for the events that we've done in the past. And so, um, yep, that's what's going on with Blossom. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited for y'all. I'm excited for what you're doing. And I definitely understand what you said about um, like starting off with a partner and then it being you. Cause that's what initially happened with me. And I was like, look, this is a lot. <laughs> I'm a one woman show. I, it, it's me. It's just me. Yes. Yes. So yes, it's, it's, it's extremely difficult. There's no, I don't, I just really don't know if there's a way to prepare for that. Um, and so, and so you just, all I can say after it all is that understand that this is part of business and it happens Yeah. because I, you know, initially you're like beating up on yourself, like, what what happened why you know why am I in this predicament and wait a minute I have to carry the weight by myself Mm -hmm. it's it's always nice to share that you know we went 18 months and it was brain the two of us could brainstorm and you know one of us has an idea it's like oh the other person could help like execute that whatever it was it was um it was Mm -hmm. to me definitely benefits of having a partnership and then it was like okay what's what's next what what now <laughs> yeah and so i'm i'm just grateful um and i'll i'll say this before closing you know i don't know if we how much time we have but i'll say the reason the main i i said before my, that my team is you know yeah amazing and they right supported me but uh, um the truth is you know it's we had a contract and there wouldn't be a blossom today um, if we didn't take the right road of um, a legal contract to to help us sort through what that looked like, and um, and so I, I can at least say that like when I came to the table to be um, over operations, the first thing I did was to bring a, a lawyer on board, and so I just want to remind you know all the filmmakers and creatives out there is that you know make sure it's a priority. 
um, that you have a lawyer. And honestly, this lawyer that I brought on was, I brought a lawyer on, of course, to negotiate my deal, but the lawyer we hired was somebody that was just recommended to us and she ended up being the person that saved the company. <laughs> and so, um, and then not only that, as we got booked for productions, um, you make sure that you have a line item that includes legal. So we didn't have the initial money to hire a lawyer, but, but if we got a production deal, that's $20,000 then you have money to hire a lawyer. You need to make sure that you have, when, when you're putting that like proposal together for that production deal, if you're in the industry of like creating content for other people, that you have a line item. Or if, you, are you, if you're pitching content and they, and they want to know what's the budget for that, make sure there's a line item with, for legal because you can hire a lawyer as needed. Yeah. And that's a good point to put out there. Y'all need y'all lawyer. It's it's really to, <laughs> I think people get intimidated by it, but it's to protect everyone, not just you, but everybody involved. Right. right. Uh, and I did want to ask you too, because you are in the lane of, yes, you are telling stories and that's the ultimate goal, but you also are really considered to be a part of the tech industry. Um. How has that been navigating that? Because you you do have a platform. And I tell everybody, I'm very uh, future mindful. I be like, God, help me to, to have discernment and wisdom. But um, just looking ahead, because I know we all love social media. Like, we love it. I wouldn't know about half of the people that I've interviewed if I didn't find them on social media. But I do recognize right. that it's just getting that much harder because like social media is definitely becoming a business and like all the changes every other week that everybody does. So I feel like <laughs> having the platform um, that you do to host your own content is very forward thinking. And I think that people don't recognize that. So how has it been navigating like just that process of you know, being in the lines of like what Netflix does, because you do have your platform and you do provide different ways for us to watch. So how has that been for you? Well, I'll say in the beginning, we were building our own um, software from scratch. Mm -hmm. And so it was uh, challenging in the sense that we spent a lot of our profits in making sure that we were um, building this platform the right way. And um, we had a great developer. I mean, she was a one woman show and she did it all. I mean, shout out to Dove. Okay. Um, but so it was challenging in that sense that we, it required us to spend money. Um, we didn't hesitate in it because we were like, Oh, this is a great idea. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, you know, like, we're going to have our own platform. We're all, like, in. We're all in. And you have to be transparent. Like, we spent a lot of money doing something that we really couldn't afford. Because if you think about it, why are we creating our own software? Mm. If, if, you do your, if you do your research, there is um, software out here for you. There's platforms that you could invest less money 
um, to get the, get it done. But the great thing about that is I come from the product world. So I am a techie, right? And so mm-hmm. I worked on multi-million dollar products at the Weather Channel. Their website, the, um, you know, I supported the mobile teams and, and I supported the more mobile teams on the analytics side. So I brought to the table um, the tech, technology side of things and also the, the um, critical analytics side of making business decisions and marketing decisions based on data. So that's what I brought, but it was very, like I said, challenging because we were spending money um, from our production earnings to build software from scratch. Um, and then we had to pivot after building, we had, wait, five releases. So in, in my world, that means like we went, we got, we went from, um, technical writing to mock-up to, um, developing, developing the code to releasing the code. We did that five times in eight months. Okay. And there's a developer that's being paid for that to realize that we need to pivot. We have to pivot. We can't afford to keep doing this. Um, And in business, it's just understanding that pivoting is essential. Like whether it's, I mean, I I talk about it being on the operational side and and info junkie. I like to tell people about, like, look up the history of Instagram. Look up the history of Twitter. Like, look up the history. They didn't start off to be what they are now, Mm -hmm. right? I can't remember exactly, but one of them was like a podcast company. Um, and so they like literally was an online podcast company and I think it's Instagram, but they, uh, and then now they're a social media platform. Right. Mm -hmm. So I am very firm on that. So talking about technology is, um, it's been, it was challenging, although rewarding because every release was beautiful, but then there was the challenges of like, can we afford to scale it? Right. We, Mm -hmm. we built, we built, we were in the, um, it was an article in Women Women in Forbes, and and between that, that, so the Women in Forbes, I think we crashed the site then. We crashed the site when we released uh, a really great uh, web series called Make Time for Love, and we were on the radio, the Tom Joyner show, and a bunch of people went to the site. We crashed the site then, right? And these crashes, we were like, I'm panicking. Like, what in the world? The site crash? Um, and it's just that the the infrastructure of what we were building wasn't built to scale. And it was because we couldn't afford to build exactly what we needed. And um, and so then, you know, what you see today is now um, working smarter, then harder. And um, on one side, it is, you know, something that was custom developed. And then the back end is being ran by a software company (laughs) that Mm -hmm. we're able to pay a monthly fee for um, a well-built engine that is, that was someone spent a lot more money (laughs) in developing. And um, so that's just my, that's my take on it. Like we're, um, we went through those phases and um, there's a lot less work for me on the technical side. Thank God, because I, I don't have a business partner right now. <laughs> I don't have someone 
you know, because um, I handle all of that, but I also had someone handling other parts of the business. And so um, now, you know, paying for that service every month, it includes the tech support and the site won't gra- crash anymore, right? And um, we have a mobile app being developed from that same software company. Um, and that's being also paid through a monthly plan. So just do your research and be open to pivoting. We we had a great idea that we couldn't afford to bring to fruition because the reason why we was building our own content, I mean, our own platform was because we wanted to make it super unique from your experience at Netflix or Hulu. But without having the capital or investment, you don't, you don't start there. Yeah. <laughs> you start somewhere else. And then as you are able to get funded, then you can move to that next phase. Mm. Well, you just gave us some really good information. I'm over here like, wow. And that's the thing, too. I think people don't necessarily, if you, because I know it's people who want to pivot in the area that Blossom is in or even just running your own production company. I don't think sometimes people are aware of like you learn as you go on some things, but some things are like costly lessons. Right. Right. Yeah, you learn, but right. it costs you. <laughs> like, right, it does. It does. It so. costs you money and time. <laughs> exactly. So for everyone who's been listening, what is some advice that you have for women who want to be storytellers? My advice is to just do it. It's just like Nike, just do it. Um, and And I'm saying that uh, because and and to be open to non-traditional ways of getting there, mm. uh, because I I set out to just do film because I love film and I watch more episodic TV now because I'm in the industry, <laughs> but I wasn't at that time. And um, I'm writing a feature film, but I haven't produced that feature film yet. Why? Because I'm running Blossom, right? Mm-hmm. And I have to prioritize what I do. But um, but I'm okay with that because right. you just have to find your lane and your path and you'll get there eventually. But if you if you don't take that step forward to even try, then you you have nothing, right? And so um just just with the iPhone, the iPhone and the the um, Samsung, man, you can create so much content. You can create a movie with these phones. Yeah. So you know, as I I remember before I started um, working, you know, and partnering with Blossom, one of my good friends was like, "Just create something, right?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, "What what's your fear? What are you doing? Just just go out here and and create anything, whatever you know." because if you you just keep your ideas in your head and telling people about them or you know um, writing them down but you're not doing it I just say you know go out there and try and do something and then you'll get better as you're doing it because looking at even us as a team Melanin Mamas 1 and now we're in post-production for Melanin Mamas 2 and it's honestly I'm saying night and day (laughs) Mm-hmm. to see the level of production and quality of what that looks like um, today. So we've all grown in our skill set. 
I'm looking forward to what Blossom does this year. I definitely am going to have to come out and visit. Yes. <laughs> and I'm appreciative of just like all the information and everything that you share with us today, because I know that it's going to help women who listen. So thank you again. Oh, thank you for having me on your podcast. The work you're doing is amazing. Um, you have a forever fan now. So Yay. I really, I just, <laughs> yes, this is great work. And I, I appreciate you um, interviewing me on the podcast. You're quite welcome. And everybody, you know, my good one-liner, don't talk about it, be about it. Go live your filmmaking dreams and make sure you subscribe, leave a comment. If you have questions, you know, I answer when y'all jump in the DMs. It might take me a little bit of time, but I answer. So until next time.